Hey everybody, it's Brian here. Um, this is me just kind of touching base with y'all to let you know that this is episode two of the Ultraviolet Catastrophe. I always want to say conspiracy, but it's actually Catastrophe. Uh, if you want to check out episode one, it's over on the Room Where It Happened feed. Um, we're going to be doing this for the next few weeks where episode one's going to come out over there on Mondays and episode two's going to come out here on Fridays. So just go ahead and check that out if you dig this. Um, also, this is a live stream, so a little of the audio is a bit crunchy, but it's still pretty listenable and it's a fun story, so give it a chance. All right. See ya. Bye. Challenge the second. Has anyone got one? Uh, got an uh, their eye on one? What should we do next? What is the next challenge to befall this fellowship? Dirk picked the last one, so rules was written. Uh, Fay aren't allowed to pick this one. Um. Sorry, I just um, took a bite of food. <laughs> Go ahead, August. Um, I was looking at either uh, get around red tape slash regulations or deal with persecution, investigations, or witch hunts. Ooh, I'm good with that's either fun. Of those. Get around red tape was the one I was thinking of, but I'm done with it, either of those. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with get around uh, red tape, so... Um, will say that I have chosen the challenge and I will choose uh, whomst among us is best equipped to start first. 
Um, let's see. Uh, I think it could be fun for Talonor. Uh, oh, wait, we've got to dis describe why it's difficult. Why it's difficult. <laughs> I still um, think Talonor should go first, but... Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, given that Marius is the lead on it, and given mm. what... that there is this big failure attached to their name... I can see that, like, the bureaucracy, like, we are really not comfortable doing this with this project lead unless X, Y, Z steps are taken. And the fact that it is such unknown territory that we're going into just sort of underscores that. Like, there's a lot of, like, insurance and all sorts, like, and maybe we have to do proving like a nod to the other challenge that you were looking at just sort of like there are special interest groups that we have to uh, get their approval on as well so mm -hmm. okay that sounds good to me mm-hmm You got something, Shrug? Just wondering, has it gotten out to the people in charge that these mushrooms are sentient? And that is what triggered the... Actually, we have... You know, Marius has lost their license, whatever, to do testing on sentient creatures <laughs> or something like that. Like, just to add, what specifically is in our way. Hmm. I mean, maybe it is something to do with the level of sentience is higher than expected. Mm -hmm. And so, because we do have, like, a by-the-book scientist and, like, people that care, like, we have to be careful what we do here. Because mm -hmm. this could threaten an entire ecosystem. Yeah. Because like, we're scientists. We're not, like... Mwahaha evil, like, I will solve the problem at any cost. Um, we care. Maybe we just, we weren't expecting there to be this much fucking red tape as a result of uh, our transparency. Mm -hmm. Like, Dave, we have a fucking project meeting with Dave and it comes up and he's like, how sapient? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> this is so much paperwork. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry, sentient. As far as I think most of you know, the mushrooms are not sapient. They are sentient. Mm -hmm. Fee, on the other hand. Mm -hmm. uh, I like the idea that it's definitely Erwin who lets this slip because he's talking about how much he loves these fucking mushrooms and how much they can think and how cool they are. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, just... We ha we've had our meeting, uh, and it just like, yeah, was how how is everybody settling in uh, when um, in you're new here? How how has how's the first week been? And like, yeah, great. These Marsha, they're what? Oh, no. did, did no one tell him not to tell me these things? <laughs> Why wouldn't I tell you? 
<laughs> Fade in the background a- like we tried. Yeah, uh, uh, plausible deniability. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Oh, you sweet summer child. <laughs> Fee is younger than Erwin. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yet. Um, okay. So I think I know what I want to do. I think this is a scene between Talonor and Marius. Mm-hmm. And I think Talonor has pulled Marius aside specifically to talk to them in private. Um, Oh boy. Yeah. And nothing can go wrong with this. Definitely not. Um, If someone wants to discover us uh, later, that's fine. But I think at the start, no one is here. No one else is here. Um, so I think Talonor came to the lab, which is something that they don't do much, if at all, because they recognize that, like, this is not their space. Um, and, uh, but they come to the lab, uh, they do the whole, like, mix favors, can I please speak with you outside, um, want to inject one small detail mm-hmm. when uh talonor comes to the lab they find marius like staring at one of the mushrooms and they just say flatly you are a pretty mushroom oh god bless them <laughs> <laughs> just holy shit oh my god yes i love that so much yeah, that's that's what, mm. what's happening when Talonor comes to get Marius, and Marius looks, frankly, relieved mm-hmm. uh, to be dragged away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Talonor pulls you into, like, uh, an unused meeting room kind of space um, mm-hmm. and shuts the door. Uh, and he... Like, goes to stand, like, there's a window in this room. He goes to stand by the window uh, with his hands behind his back. He's not looking at Marius, not because, like, he's angry at Marius, but just because of the things that he's going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says... Uh, Dr. Favors. Uh, fuck, what's his name? Um, Mr. Brown has informed me of the board's decision to, uh, pause our project for the foreseeable future while they investigate the uh, capabilities of these mushrooms. Now, does Marius say anything yet? 
uh, I think Marius, you know, crosses their arms uh, and says, that's exactly what we're doing here. Uh, it pausing our work is completely counter to that end. He nods. Um, yes, I agree with you. Uh, I think that this has the potential to shut down this project for good. Uh, because uh, I don't think the board is appreciative of your leadership in this matter. What's Ow. wrong with my leadership? Uh, people don't like you, Marius. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if people like me. I can do the job. I know this. Uh, I also, well, I care a little bit if people like you. Uh, because if people don't like you at all, then they are unwilling to work with you. Uh, but the board cares a lot about whether people like you. And they care a lot about other projects that you have led. Uh, now. I've explained to them what happened. Uh, and he turns around to look at you. Um, and his jaw is like set. Uh, Dr. Favors, I have no intention of trying to get you pulled off of this project. Uh, it is your project. And I do believe that yours is one of the only minds that can possibly see this project to success. So we are at a bit of an impasse with regards to the board. Now, the board's son served under me years ago. And got into a not insignificant amount of trouble. Trouble which I helped to disappear. If you understand my meaning. I understand. I know and you know 
that these mushrooms are being taken care of. We have two of possibly the most concerned people I could think of taking care of them and looking out for their interests. I have spoken with both Dr. Rucker uh, and uh, Mix O'Reilly's and Mix O'Reilly on this matter uh, and have complete faith in their motivations. What's stopping us is the board's prejudices against you. And that is a problem I think I can solve. I'm telling you this because I want to make sure that you understand that the Mix O'Reilly and Dr. Rucker will have primary deciding power over the well-being of these mushrooms. I think Marius takes a deep breath at that point, and Talonor can tell that they're doing some mental calculus for what they're about to say, mm-hmm. uh, and then they they go. I think that may be prudent, as clearly. I am unlikable to human and fungus alike. (laughs) But my focus is on the synthesis, not on the fungus itself. If we must divide labor that way, I see no cause to object. Uh, Talonor nods. Uh, and they say, that is exactly where I want your attention. Uh, I'm glad we are on a level with this. Um, and he offers his hand for you to shake. Just like with Erwin, uh, <laughs> Marius like stares at the hand for a second before reaching out to, to do a perfunctory handshake. Mm-hmm. And I think that's basically seen. Nice. Hell yeah. Alrighty. Dirk. Oh, it is my turn. I thought it was Jay's. Uh, whoops. Okay. Um... I kind of really want to have a scene with 
Yeah, I think I I would like to have a scene with uh oh, I have to pick another um main character, don't I? Yeah. Uh, it can be a minor character. Okay. Cuz I think the scene I want is uh for Rebel to be talking to Morden and Dave. Hmm. All righty. Uh, because like we've all been sort of like made aware that things are happening with the project possibly being halted, right? Hmm. I would say so. Yeah. I mean that's that's the challenge. So we should all be aware of it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I want to talk to Morden and Dave. All right. And um, I think, oh, Beans, both of those are yours, Shrog. Because I was going to say, I think it would be fun if uh, Vivian dropped in as well. Um, Dave could leave. They can both be there. Be <laughs> quiet. Um, but uh, because I don't know what Vivian's whole deal is, but I feel like uh, Vivian being there would be super helpful. But Vivian is not who Rebel would seek out. So that's entirely fair. Yeah. So, um. Do Morton or Dave have offices or workspaces of any sort? Well, Morton probably has a small office somewhere in the administrative wing of the university. Dave has managed to be given a cubicle somewhere. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So... I think uh, Rebel definitely, like, sends them both an invite, like, hey, can we do this at Morden's office? I need to talk to you guys. Morden will give the okay. Um, (laughs) By the time uh, you guys show up, uh, Morden is, like, perched on the windowsill smoking a cigarette and there's a small like bubble charm over the smoke detector in the ceiling um (laughs) and is like utterly unfazed as you come in to see him smoking and this is just a normal cigarette you're not supposed to smoke indoors yeah Dave uh, enters looks at the cigarette Sighs, shuts the door. <laughs> Did you want one? <laughs> I only smoke if they give me a break for it. This is a meeting. <laughs> Morden gives a nod of respect, like, <laughs> yep, get it. Dave has his priorities in order. The packet is offered towards Rebel. Uh, 
Rebel just uh, shakes their head. Um, and uh, is um, fiddling with uh, some strings they have pulled out of their pocket uh, while they while they talk. And it's just like, mm-hmm. okay, so. We all know that uh, they're trying to shut this down because uh, Marius. And, like, on the one hand, I get it. But on the other hand, uh, we'll fuck them. Um, anyway. So. Uh... Yeah, they aren't saying it's because of Marius. They've got that whole laundry list that they've offered up, but we all know what it really is. Yeah. So, I feel like, well, we all know something needs to be done. I just don't know where to start. So, vague gesture at Morden and another vague gesture at Dave. Look, if you're asking me to run Amarius, thank the gods for small favors, uh, fluff piece or like reinvention campaign, I'm going to need significantly more time and money and alcohol. <laughs> Look, I am not in the business of public rehabilitation. I am incredibly good at my job. But I am just one man. Mm-hmm. An incredibly accomplished man in many ways. But still just one. Finishes the cigarette, lights up a second, because if this is all about Marius, he's going to need the nicotine. <laughs> and uh, Rebel is like, uh, you're right, uh, but Marius isn't the only one working on this. Uh, there's other people... Um, and they bring things to the whole project. Is there any way we can make them sound bigger? I mean, how willing are you to lie? Uh, I think Rebel pauses and then looks at Dave. (laughs) Professor Favors has an incredibly large footprint. They don't want them. The the board does not want Marius to have a smaller presence. 
They want their name to be off of the list. Look, I can do a press conference. I can do releases. I can go to the board and say, we're removing Marius from the project. I'm not saying we do that. I'm saying we tell the board we're doing that. But I am not the person to go and tell Marius that they have to pretend to leave the project. I'm sure as hell not firing them. I'm not saying we fire him. I just know what they're like. The fact that they have taken this whole situation as gracefully as they have, and yes, this is them taking things gracefully, is frankly a miracle. I'm just, I don't think they should leave the project. I'm saying the easiest solution may be to convince the board that he that they have left the project. Have you met Irwin? Yeah. <laughs> Morgan gets a slightly <laughs> dreamy look in his eyes, just like, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Hate to see him leave a room, love to watch him walk away. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, for legal purposes, I have to pretend I didn't hear that. I'm not working on the project. This is not a conflict of interest. It's fine. I'm not doing anything about it. Yeah, I, I was going to say, well, Erwin wouldn't know, but also I just shout out to Izzy in the chat. I love the notion that's just somebody else in the department just walking past the door. And at the mention of Erwin, it's just like, we all think he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> the door is closed. <laughs> People just know. Yeah. There's a lot to consider here, you know. There's payroll. There's update reports. There's a lot of things that would need to be concealed here. Yeah. I didn't say it'd be an easy thing to do. I'm saying it would probably be a way around dealing with the red tape board situation. Either that or... Morden tails off and looks out the window. Looks back into the room. How rich is Talonor? <laughs> <laughs> look, yeah, I'm just really saying... Look. Um, I... Bribe is such a dirty word. <laughs> and yet you but, said it. I'm a dirty man. What do you want from me? 
eat some soap. I'm shoveling the shit here every day. You get a little filthy. What do you want? Well, I'm just saying, if if the act of doing a bit disappearing act with Marius is too complicated, then we have to tackle the board directly, which either means bribery or more drastic means that I think will cause more problems than it will solve. I've got a third option. All right. Oh God. We put enough guardrails in place. Board won't care if Marius is leaving the project or not. It'll mean things slow to a crawl. We'll have to do a lot of legwork. But we can get it so the board puts the project on a pause before we pull certain triggers, not canceling it entirely. It's like roadblocks, like up to a point, check in, up to a point, check in. I can spin that. The university is taking every care to avoid a repeat of previous incidents. Yeah, utmost diligence. People love that shit. I can work with that. So you got three options there, Rebel. Marius leaves, the board changes their mind, or uh, we just have to slow things down. Is that maybe seen? Yeah, I think so, because uh, I don't have any thoughts for how to continue or what Rebel would say to that. Yeah. All right. Oh, it's me. All right. I'm just look at the what we've written as the wording of the challenge in my mind. Challenged Marius. Now, I think this is um, Owen can Owen should probably be here for this. Um, I think this is us bringing in a special interest group um, or a representative of them to see about the special measures that we put, the, the rails that Dave was talking about um, to get the rubber stamp from them. What if Parker is part of that particular group? Oh, that's fun. August would have to unmute. You're right. Um, I would have to unmute. No. Um, <laughs> sorry, I've been I've been off and on eating potato chips. So you're allowed. Yeah. Um, no, I like that idea. Almost, but not really a plant. Mm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> All right, so 
you know, in in the lab. Marius is elsewhere doing maybe more research. Um, is is not present right now, or maybe it's because we've it actually um, had to move the machine itself into a larger space, mm-hmm. and this yeah. is now sort of like the mushrooms are in here and this is sort of like the the workroom the stuff that isn't directly on the machine itself mm-hmm. um just so okay you ready yeah always ready okay just no, well, be yourself. They'll they'll love it, or they'll be so blinded by the charm that uh, maybe they won't ask any difficult questions. Erwin <laughs> seems baffled is, by this comment. <laughs> uh huh. is into women when they're into anybody. So Erwin registers as. Uh, sure, that's a great looking dude, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but is immune to the thinking, uh, is not part of the man that guy is hot. Is like, who turned a Labrador into a man <laughs> and introduced him to the field of biology? <laughs> At least there's nothing that can bite him. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> we know of. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I can be myself. That's that's not a problem. Just uh, yeah, just just be myself. Absolutely. Look, just if there's anything you aren't sure how to answer, pivot the question this way. Uh, and we'll handle it. If it's okay. something you think they need to know, pivot the question to Erwin. If it's something we don't want to be as clear about, you pivot it to me. <laughs> okay. Got it. You got, you got this. So Parker's visibly psyching himself up. <laughs> I love them. They're such a good. They are. Um, so Erwin brings these pita, but for mushrooms, I guess. <laughs> no, because Parker wouldn't be part of pita. Parker's better than no, that. No, these are good guys. These are like yeah. I don't know the the WWF. Good. like. Oh, like green peas. Yeah, ASPCF. Or maybe it's to do with like magical creatures. Mm-hmm. We're representative of the union of fairy tale creatures, but man, they don't divide. Parker's got dragon lineage, right? That makes sense that he'd be working with these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's just pull all the threads in here. Yeah. Thank you, Izzy. You are <laughs> with me on my on my quote journey. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. 
Both evil and benign. There we go. Good job, Brian. Anyway. Does somebody want to roleplay a pushy but well-meaning uh, mushroom advocate? <laughs> Coming in to ask questions? Or do we want to just sort of extrapolate what happens there so this scene doesn't go on for an age? Because we all like to riff. Mm -hmm. It might <laughs> be the sometimes... smart idea. <laughs> so yeah, sometimes stopping is the problem. Yeah. Um, so I suppose what is the... I suppose what we're trying to do is make it clear to these folks that... One, we can point to the fact that, hey, the they aren't being used directly in the machinery. They mm -hmm. are there. To, they're inspiring us. We're pulling inspiration from them. We aren't drawing energy from them. The, the experiment itself or the project itself is not directly affecting the colony. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really, it's like trying to get that rubber stamp on. Yeah. Uh, lots of bigging up Marius, mm -hmm. who has really taken an interest in this aspect of the work. Mm -hmm. um, Fee definitely bullshits some about how um, part of why Owen, like what part of why Dr. Rocker was brought in was because of uh, his expertise in the field. Uh, and this was a Professor Favors uh, suggestion wanting to make sure that we did as much right by the colony as possible yada 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 mm -hmm. yada yada she is very good at seemingly anticipating the uh lines of questioning it will go down and like how to direct the questions mm -hmm. would make a very good uh cj creek you know very good at like directing a press room even though that's not quite what this is yeah uh erwin is achingly genuine uh in his uh, just interest in the well-being of the colony um and I think the problem is, like, when you meet someone who's just so genuine, it really mm. can put you on your back foot. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my fellow Ted Lasso fans uh, in the audience. <laughs> it's like, uh -huh. how do you... D but people who are... It is disarming. Yeah. Because I think yeah. we're so used to people who act a certain way because that's just how society teaches. And then to have somebody who's fully like, yeah, no, this is what I believe. Mm -hmm. I'd love to talk to you about it. It does throw people off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, flip side, just be an, be an English person dealing with Americans for the first time in person. <laughs> Things are different. Yep. <laughs> uh, but that's what he brings to the table. Uh I think I think what Parker brings to the table is uh, they're a good character witness. Mm. Mm. Um, 
you know, they're they're related to Rebel and you know, have you know Parker's played poker with the team. Um and, you know, these people, you know, they're they're compassionate, uh, you know, they're intelligent, they know, you know, they're competent, uh, and, you know, that's, he's very earnest about it, mm-hmm. um, so he provides, that's what he brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Nice. Like it. I think it goes well, mm-hmm. like... So we can leave the scene of some very happy sounding people leaving, doing the thumbs up to, to Rebel and Morton and Dave. Thing went good. Thing went good. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, uh, even if, like, Marius was present for all of this, everything is being done right. Yeah. Uh, Marius is, like, one of those people who you're just like, ah, that person is just like that, but, like, also doing everything they're supposed to. Hmm. Alrighty. Vivian? Um, I want a scene with Marius. Oh, boy. Um, Trying to decide if I should bring someone else in on this. Um, I'm because I think the vibe is Vivian is going to take Marius aside, um, into the lab, and I want to know about the mushrooms. I'm not. I'm trying to decide if they want to bring Fear Irwin in as one who knows how to talk to them, or if this is holding Marius's feet to the fire specifically. Does anyone have an instinct? Because I know Fee and everyone were just here. I think that second one sounds more interesting to me. Okay. Good. Um, yeah. So so they're going to request to meet Professor Favors in the lab. And Marius has no reason to, to not, so uh, they agree. Um, and, uh, I think Marius is there first just because, you know, they're, they're working. Yeah. Um, do they prefer to be called Professor Favors? Or would they request to be referred to as Marius? Oh, no, absolutely not. Uh, really, Aaron? One, One likes to clarify. There's there's one person here who would probably call them Marius and they hate it. <laughs> Professor, thank you for meeting me here. Uh, look, I, I think you might have figured out why I wanted to talk. I have my suspicions. Look, I have some influence here. 
as the security officer. I can vouch for this project, but I don't know yet if I should. I need you to convince me that I should stand aside for you. You understand? God, the first thing that pops into my head is is so shitty. Um, and I'm not sure. I'm not I'm yes! not one hundred percent sure. Okay. Um Marius says, Well, for one thing, I'm not sure that you would your services would be retained if the project were to fail, but we stand on the precipice of a wondrous advancement in human understanding and the ability for people to do things that we never thought possible before. I understand that. Why do you think I am trying to get involved here? I like what this project could do, but I don't know if you understand what this project could cause. So I would like to ask something. Can you help me talk to these mushrooms? <laughs> Marius just kind of like raises an eyebrow and and says, you seem perfectly capable of speech. It's not that difficult to be next to them while you talk. <laughs> They're perfectly capable of understanding you, it seems. Mm -hmm. And what do they, what is the expected response, would you say? You think they, well, you think they understand? Allow me to demonstrate. And... I think I think there is one cluster of mushrooms that Marius talks to on the regular and they say I appreciate your cooperation in this. You have been adequate <laughs> and Marius is, is clearly like trying to rack their brain <laughs> but I, I fucking think... love them holy shit <laughs> they're trying so hard <laughs> I do think that the mushrooms like they don't get vibrant or anything 
but like their color changes a little bit um the other mushrooms remain unmoved like it's just this particular cluster uh that you know the the color ripples a little bit and maria steps aside and says you try And I think Vivian is going to be a little bolder here because they saw Fee interacting with them. And they're going to try to get closer to what Fee did. I have no idea if this can or would work. So I have I have a suggestion that may be a little out there but you know we know that animals have you know noshed on the mushrooms and disappeared and shown up elsewhere mm-hmm. What if you know there's it's it's like a trough or a line of these mushrooms and Vivian goes to do, you know, to, to not commune, but that's the only word my brain is coming up with at the moment. But Vivian goes to, you know, try to interact with the mushrooms. And the reaction is such that um, they get transported from one end of the mushroom enclosure to the other. Mm. Mm. Like something, you know, something drastic. Uh, I've got a riff on that because I really like that. So do I. Yeah, I also have uh, a riff. Okay, I'll I'll pitch mine and then you, if you like it, take it. If not, you're trying to commune with the mushrooms. Mm -hmm. And in your head, the way you described it, you are trying to do what you saw Fee doing. So fear is in your thoughts as you do this. And when you go to touch to talk to them, fear is brought into the room. Okay. Okay, here's something fun. Um, because I think what Vivian is going to say to the mushrooms is what do you want? And I think it is good if he is transported. I think he was having lunch and just arrives still holding like a fork with like a piece of um, like with a scoop of like baked potato on it and is just like looks to the mushrooms (laughs) eyes narrow a little bit Looks to Vivian and Marius. Did you need something? 
eats, well, a bit of, eats the square of potato. <laughs> I feel like them what? Mm-hmm. I feel like Marius would start a- asking a bunch of f- fucking questions about, uh-huh. like, where Fee was, what Fee was doing, what did Vivian do, that kind of thing. But I don't think we need to like role play those out. Mm-hmm. Um, but Marius goes into immediately just goes into research mode. Mm-hmm. I think. One, he was nearby, uh, like maybe a floor or two below. Um, no, this hasn't happened before. Not to them. Um, when they say they don't know how. It's not a lie, and it's not the full truth. Do we want to end the scene on that note? Probably. There was... There was a thing that I wanted to make a comparison to, but I'm not Mm -hmm. sure it's applicable at this point. Okay. Um, Yeah, I, I, I think Vivian just is going to to tell Marius, look, you have your reasons to treat this as a stimulus, and a response. It's more than that. If you try to treat it as input and output, something is going to happen that you don't expect because these things can make choices. I trust Fee on this project. And if they think you can be trusted, then I can pull whatever strings I can. But I'm worried, Marius. And they will call you Marius in this instance. You're a brilliant scientist. Just try to learn something from the people around you. And I think we should end scene, unless. You want to say something real shitty to nah. Vivian? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. 
I think that's a good place to end the scene. Uh, How old is this? You got to bring us time for this challenge. Yeah. Um, shoot. I think we haven't seen Ishak really. Um, so I think maybe this is Ishak and Erwin and Marius. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Team science. <laughs> Team science. But they're never going to tell Vivian this, but some of what Vivian said sank in and it's like, okay, maybe I need to change my uh, my approach here. These are the other partners that I have to work with. And, you know, what, what can I take from them kind of deal? Mm -hmm. And I don't think, I don't think that this is a really big scene. I think I think this is a lot of like Marius kind of hovering while Ishak and Erwin work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, how do they respond to that? Uh, Erwin is always glad to like point out what he's doing and why to Marius. Um, and he he makes an effort to do it in a way that it's not uh, he's not instructing Marius. He is explaining his methodology to his project lead, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But in such a way that he's instructing Marius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I like, think it's like a true those... scientist that has had to work on group projects, uh -huh. Danielle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that Marius, like, It's in my head it's it's a matter of pride, like their overall pride at being part of the project overrides their pride at being instructed. Mm -hmm. So they're able to swallow the smaller thing because they're focusing on the bigger thing. Mm -hmm. So like they they know they're being instructed here. Mm -hmm. But they'll deal with it mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, he's he's happy, more than happy to just like go through the entire thing uh, and uh, talk about how like he and Fee take care of the mushrooms and all the things that he's learned from them uh, and 
what he's noticed about the mushrooms responses to different kinds of stimuli. Um, mm -hmm. And also this really cool lizard he found in here the other day that, <laughs> <laughs> that definitely wasn't here the night before. So he thinks maybe the mushrooms teleported it in and he's not sure why he's concerned that they have an insect problem. Um, and brought the lizard in to help deal with that. Mm. And Mario oh. says, or maybe it just wanted a pet. Maybe. It's a really cool lizard. <laughs> the lizard is in his shirt pocket. <laughs> Ishak doesn't say it. But the mushrooms already have a plant. It's Erwin, obviously. <laughs> I, I meant to say a pet, but. <laughs> uh, no. Owen, uh, Owen is providing mushroom enrichment. <laughs> uh, I think Ishak uh, uh, actually tends to spend more time on the mechanical side of things than on the fungus side of things. Uh, mm -hmm. When he does interact with the mushrooms, uh, he talks to them uh, like he's uh, discussing things with a colleague he likes. Um, he's uh, friendly and um, asks the mushrooms their opinion and lets them know, uh, okay, so we tried this, we're doing this. Um, uh, when Marius starts hovering, uh, he keeps, like, asking if Marius needs anything, <laughs> or uh, am I doing something? Did you need me to do something else? But, um, besides that, uh, he talks to the mushrooms actually about the same way he talks to Erwin. Uh, he's polite, he's friendly, um, asks, uh explains what he's doing as necessary, asks for input as necessary. Obviously, he talks to the mushrooms more because they're uh, more integral um, than Erwin is. No offense, Erwin. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I, I don't know that the... Uh, he's not effusive like Erwin is, so I don't think the mushrooms have like the effusive response to him that they have to Erwin. But um, it's clear that he's basically treating the mushrooms like a mute coworker. Mm -hmm. All right, I think I think that's basically seen. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, All right. So um, time to resolve. Time to resolve. Uh, we start with uh, one white and one red. Um, if your main character is unhappy about the path the fellowship is taken, hold one redstone. If your main character actually wants the quest to fail, hold two redstones. Otherwise, hold no stones. Um, I'm putting a... Uh, Line break there. Um, yeah, so let's consider. Hmm. 
several people are typing. (laughs) (laughs) Are we all decided? Yes. Yep. Yes. All right. Three, two, one, reveal. Ooh. Ooh. August. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that uh, hurts. Yeah. Yeah. So Marius isn't really happy about having to, having to, to placate, having to change their methodology. Uh, they didn't really care for Vivian's interference. Um, I said this in the chat. Um, but I think it bears saying out loud, uh, Marius kind of treats everything as stimulus and response, even other people. So they don't see why the mushrooms are special, like why they need Mm. special treatment, uh, because this is how they interact with the world at large. So, um, they're not happy. (laughs) Fair. Um... Now, as a player, do you think the fellowship did what was necessary to succeed at the challenge? Hold white if yes, red if no. Everyone ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Show them. Oh, Jade. Oh. I like the things that were done, but I feel like nothing was big enough. Hmm. Like, Fair. at the end of the day, the wording of the challenge specifically what we were trying to get round I'm not sure okay that is completely fair Um, and that leaves us with uh, three red yep three red and five white Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'll be rolling a d8 one, two, three is red. Everything else mm-hmm. is white. Let's hop into the Die Stuff channel and watch. Four. Oof. So close. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. almost bad. So our first one is white. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now I'll be rolling a D7. One, two, three is red. Two. So that means we are white red. Oh, that's the bad order. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, Lose one character and lose the challenge. Oh boy. 
And we can lose a secondary character, right? It doesn't have to be a primary, or does it have to be a primary? It's my understanding it can be a secondary. Let me double check. Uh, when you lose characters because of the draw, they are out of the game. They may quit, die, or be kicked out of the fellowship. Uh, it could be bad luck or a noble sacrifice, but however you want to describe it, they are gone. Uh, Looking at the page see. about the outcome, it says, It can be a main or a minor character, but the player losing the character has final say over what happened to them. All right. <sighs> Is it Morden doing something shady? <laughs> Possibly. Um, I wouldn't put it in past him, frankly. Um, just gotta get another job. <sighs> Maybe. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> so would Dave. Oh, that's a shocker. Dave would just go if if he saw things were going south quick, he might jump ship. Mm. Mm. That's a good one. Alright. Okay, how about we combine the two? Uh, Morton throws Dave under the bus for mismanagement. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) He wouldn't name names, but he would say Mm -hmm. a failure in project management. He will send Dave, like, a gift basket. Like, this is not personal, my guy. (laughs) I know you were just in this for the wage packet. We'll get you a really good reference, my guy. I'm sorry your name will not be on this. No hard feelings. Can I take you out to dinner? Dave's secretly very glad his name is not on this. Right. He gets that that ultimatum from corporate, like, look, you can step away quietly or... You can make a whole thing out of it. And Dave's like, nope, nope, we're done. <laughs> yep, I'm good. Bye. Gets a text from Morden, just like, so now we're no longer work colleagues. We don't have a conflict of interest. Can <laughs> 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 I buy you dinner? <laughs> Incredible. Wow. Morden is not immune to the allure of the wet cat in a van. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> Dave just... I think Dave just responds, I can wait until you're done with Erwin. <laughs> this is a slight callback to the game where Dave debuted, which is that somehow, despite being the most average man, people keep flirting with Dave, and like he keeps getting into like threesomes and stuff, seemingly without trying. <laughs> it's hilarious. We love that for him. <laughs> well, look, Morden is enjoying the visual of Erwin. Not going to do anything. He's enjoying himself. <laughs> All right. 
Challenge the third. Danielle, you were the one that pitched this in our break time. So do you want to... I think that this challenge uh, is going to be tested in the field. I think it's got to be tested in the field instead of tested in the lab because we failed the last challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Maybe maybe we don't really have access to that lab space anymore for reasons we're not going to get into. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, no. Um... But so is we, that why it's difficult? Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, it is. maybe this is un- this is unauthorized testing, hasn't? Yeah. Like they like no, they put the brakes on the project, and we're like, no, we're at the break. We need to test it now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, ask for forgiveness instead of uh, beg for forgiveness yeah. instead of asking for permission. Uh, mm-hmm. They'll understand when we succeed. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's why I think it's difficult. Um, and I just picked the first player. Okay. Um, I think. <laughs> um, I think that I want to see Fee starting this because I want to see how they're reacting to this. All right. So, we know that we're going to have to do testing in the field. Mm-hmm. That's established. This is Fee going to Vivian's office and like rapping on the door frame. Mm-hmm. Come in. Can I uh, pick your brain about something? Of course. Closes the door. Looks like they're listening for something. And then closes the distance. We're going to need to smuggle the colony out of the university. If this is going to work. Of course you are. Right. It's not going to work if they're not there. You know what you said to Marius, right? How they make they can make a choice. Oh, I I know. Right. The other security officer, how do we smuggle out a mushroom colony? Well, 
it's my understanding uh, that before uh, this particular experiment was cordoned off, um, you left some of your personal effects in the lab and we'll need to go retrieve them, uh, as will several other members of staff. Um, it just so happens uh, that a lot of that equipment uh, will be what is needed for uh, the colony to exist elsewhere. Mm -hmm. it's, it's as simple as that. Let me ask you a question to which I already knew the answer. Would you still do this if I told you no? You said you knew the answer, right? Yeah, come on. Let's get you your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. So much. We can end the scene there. There's a <laughs> Excellent. Cool. Great. Good. Maybe yeah. it's your same. Um, I want Talonor and Ishak mm. because mm -hmm. of everyone in this group, these are the two that I need to get into the room and ask, okay, are, are we doing this? Are you doing this? They're doing this. <laughs> and I'm doing this because I'd rather have them do this with me than without me. <laughs> yeah, I I think... Hmm. I mean, it makes sense for Ishak to meet up with Vivian in the gym, but not Talonor. Um... Where do you think I can find the general? Um, I think he is overseeing people, people packing up the lab. Like he's, he's on mm. the other side of the glass watching as people who are not our people begin to pack up the lab. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Vivian brought up to Ishak at, at just the gym or something like we need to we need to discuss this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they come up with him. They're escorting him. They still have their clearances and everything. Um, mm -hmm. And. Yeah, they're going to. Kind of rap on the glass for permission to like badge in and talk or, or are you you're, you're on the outside i'm on the outside, yeah. by other side of the glass great we'll we'll talk out here mm -hmm. look anyone is going to be a skeptic about this it's the two of you is this still worth doing Uh, 
Talonor doesn't react to you saying that. Um, and when you ask whether it's still worth doing, he folds his arms uh, and says, yes. Uh, Ishak is visibly distracted uh, watching the other people pack up the lab. And uh, he makes an annoyed sort of noise and says, I joined this project because I thought it was worth pursuing, but we don't have a choice. Do we? Yeah. Yeah, you do. If it were still up to you. Would you go through with it? Knowing why they shut it down. Knowing the risks. He looks thoughtful for a long moment. Then sorry, my brain, I just had a brain fart. No, that's fine. Um, Okay. Um, but he looks thoughtful for a moment, and then uh, he kind of laughs uh, and says, uh, almost to himself, uh, "Make a choice, stand by it." And he says, "Yes, I would." Great. Uh, I'm gonna need you to take off your shoes real quick. Now he looks at Vivian. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, just just don't 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 make a big thing out of it. Um, just give them to the general, please. He looks down at his shoes, <laughs> the uh, size, and uh, takes them off. <laughs> All right, uh, Vivian's going to badge in and uh, just say to the people working, hi, sorry to disturb you. Uh, we're, we're looking for some personal effects. Uh, we just got back from the gym, and uh, Dr. Corey needs to retrieve his shoes. Uh, we'll only be a moment, uh, and we're going to essentially pickpocket this lab. <laughs> Talonor carefully hides the shoes behind his back. <laughs> He's so brought. No one will ever spot them. <laughs> uh, I think that scene. Beautiful. I love it. Love it. Incredible. All right, August. Oh boy. Um. I think. I think this is this has got to be with the uh, with fee. Mm -hmm. 
And I think this is um, us actually out in the field, mm -hmm. like possibly a literal field, uh, trying to identify a place where we can we can set up our makeshift equipment and whatever equipment that is able to be purloined from the, the lab as it gets shut down. Mm -hmm. um, so I think uh, it's probably nighttime uh, Marius is potentially complaining um, but they look at Fee and they're like as much as it as I have difficulty admitting you are the expert on the fungus's behavior where where here would be the optimal location for the start point or the end point for the start point i think from there we can extrapolate where the end point will be based on what's happened with your previous experiences with the fungus colony. All right. Um, and starts doing longer strides. Um, looks like they're looking around uh, periodically, like dropping to the ground. Um, and after a little bit of time, um, goes, yeah, here I think. What? Um, puts a hand into their bag or into their pocket. Yeah, no, here. What makes this such an optimal location? They pull their hand out of their pocket, like imagine like a big Parker kind of thing, deep pockets. And there is like just a handful of mulch with some of the mushrooms on it. <laughs> and they look at Marius and said, they told me. And sets the little handful down into the earth, gets out a mister from their bag and just spritzes the ground a little and just sort of helps. Um, they yes. told you. Of course they told you. Why would I think anything different? <laughs> <laughs> and you I know, think that's that scene... voice, it's really hard. To... Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, I think, actually, if you don't mind, you say that, and Fee just looks at you, and there's sort of, like, a sort of flickering of light, like you'd see with a firefly, mm -hmm. and then the rest of the colony is there, having been brought by the small cluster that Fee put down. Love it. Absolutely love it. A plus, that's definitely seen. Hell yeah. All right, Talonor. 
are. I think... I think this is a scene of... Um, Talonor is driving to the site uh, with Vivian. Um, and maybe Rebel. Um, he drives a beat-up truck um, that has a bunch of shit in the trunk of it, uh, in the bed, that is covered with a big tarp. Um, and it is night, uh, and he is, uh, he doesn't have the muse, the radio on. He's got the windows down because the AC doesn't work. Uh, and, uh, he is wearing just like uh, a button-down shirt with the sleeves rolled up to the elbows. Mm -hmm. um, absolutely the most laid back that you have seen him. Uh, and I don't think he speaks... thought you were going to just say the most absolutely ripped human being you have ever seen. I mean, that is also <laughs> true. Um, not not in the true. way of a bodybuilder, but absolutely in the way of someone who is built like a brick house and can and will lift unreasonable amounts of weight. Mm -hmm. Your whole ass. <laughs> Yeah, Hackbat in the chat has a very important question, though. Who's riding shotgun? Who is riding shotgun? <laughs> uh, <laughs> is he why? I feel it's got to be either Rebel or Vivian, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, they're the only two with Dalinor, aren't they? <laughs> no, I assumed uh, Ishak was there too. Sure. That oh. makes sense. I could be wrong. Uh, is any of that stuff in the back going to cause problems if it falls out? <laughs> Probably. Like, yeah. explodey uh, problems. Talonor. I, 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 I stand by probably. <laughs> Si Rebels, side probably. eyes, Vivian. It's not going to fall out. I strapped it myself. As soon as Talonor says that, Rebel's like, I'll sit in the back with the stuff in case it falls out. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a question of me riding in the, in the flatbed. I'll take the shotgun, it's fine. Something definitely almost falls out on the trip. <laughs> Purely because Rebel is there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no. I want to specify. 
<laughs> that is important. <laughs> it would have been fine. Yes. This is I not a commentary sugar. on Talanor's ability to strap stuff into the back of a truck. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's just because uh, Rebel is there and uh, like, yeah, that's definitely going to fall out now. Now I got to yeah. make sure. Talanor absolutely takes all of uh, Rebel's like weird divination type shit in stride. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely has no idea that Zay serves a god, much less a chaos god. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh. Is this the scene? Is just y'all going driving and having to deal with the logistics of being this group of people with this equipment? Uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I think so. I uh, when we get there, I do want to say that uh, Talanor helps unload everything. Um, it, it's it's just a bunch of scientific equipment. Don't ask him where he got a field mass spectrometer don't ask he just has one um (laughs) uh but you know he helps uh take it all out um follows marius's and fee's instructions and ishak's instructions on like where to set it up um and as the, you're, everyone is, like, taking a water break, um, he wanders over to the mushroom colony uh, and squats really close to the ground um, and appears to be having some kind of conversation with it, one-sided conversation with it. Um, I do not think it talks back to him. Um uh, before he goes back and rejoins everybody else. Anyway. God, if you don't want to eavesdrop on that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Good luck sneaking up on him. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking sneak up on somebody built like that. <laughs> oh boy. No, you, you just don't. <laughs> All right. Uh, bring us home, Dirk. Uh, yeah. I think... <laughs> uh, he kind of stole my scene a little bit. No. No. <laughs> No, I, I, it still works. Uh, I don't know that it's necessarily that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but my scene is definitely Rebel uh, just uh, going to Vivian and saying, uh, hey, could I get your help? I think I may have left some things in the lab. <laughs> 
You know, that's very funny. Everyone keeps losing <laughs> stuff in that lab. I mean, everyone was very attached to it. I, I understand. Uh, you know how it is. And, um, like, I don't, like, have a whole thing for this. Except that, like, Rebel keeps up, like, general, like, conversation while they go down to the lab and uh, like very blatantly like gathers uh some things up that they're definitely going to need um i, I think maybe point blank just asks rebel at some point like and you're sure the mushrooms can't just teleport this stuff themselves <laughs> this would be so much easier uh, it would be easier if they could. I am not actually sure. Um, I just know what I can do. And, um, uh, and like, this is stuff that's going to be necessary. So. All right. Uh, and, uh is there some topic that, Rebel is wanting to bring up with Vivian, or is this literally just grab stuff, go? <laughs> um, no, I don't think there's any particular topic uh, Rebel specifically wants to discuss with Vivian. Uh, but what I will say is that Rebel is going for more obvious things than Vivian would think they could get away with. And um, if they try to comment on it, Rebel will like pointedly redirect the conversation. So, uh, so it's like, are you sure you should, how, hey, what about uh, this particular show? Have you seen it? And, uh, I mean, Vivian definitely notices, um, I think the question is just whether they want to take some of this stuff because they don't trust that Rebel's not going to get heat on them. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if Vivian, um like tries to like check in on rebel too many times rebel is uh finally going to ask uh, have you ever heard of the chaos god jibber uh i have not, uh, you know, I don't disagree with the philosophy, just, uh, I find there are better styles of doing things. That's fair. Chaos is, it's a means, or sorry, it's a, it's a method, not a means. 
That's not right either. God damn it. <laughs> it's, 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 the, it's the means, not an end. God damn it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chaos is the means, not the end. And uh, Rebel nods. Uh, that is uh, pretty much exactly correct. And um, Jibber, I like Jibber. I think uh, he's very fun. And, um, you know, you don't always want to live in interesting times, but sometimes it's nice to shake things up. But the important thing is that got a sense of humor. And uh, one thing you learn uh, if you work with Jibber a lot uh, is that uh, if you mention something you want, you're almost definitely not going to get it. And if you mention something you don't want to happen, it's almost definitely going to happen because... Uh... <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're sure you don't want me to take some of this stuff. Uh, I think that's when something like falls over. <laughs> Right as Rebel walks by, and Rebel looks very pointedly at the thing that fell over, and looks at Vivian, and says, uh, Are you sure you want to take some of these things? Hey. You're the one with the relationship with chaos. It's about what you don't want, right? Not about what I want. <laughs> and then we'll just wordlessly pick up the box. <laughs> uh, and Rebel's just like, we, we don't need that one. You can put that. And like a gesture to somewhere across the room. <laughs> like, please make it go away. <laughs> Is that sane? I think so. I think so. All right. The third challenge. Uh. The outcome of the third challenge decides the entire quest. If we fall now, the quest is lost. We start with no stones in the pool. Add one white, one red. I have too many tabs open. Um... Uh, each player takes two red. Oh, wait. Uh, add one red white challenge. for each successful challenge uh, and one red for each failed challenge. So we have one each. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, if your main character is unhappy about the path the fellowship has taken, hold one redstone. If your main character wants the quest to fail, hold two redstones. Otherwise, Hold no stones. Um, and I'm putting in a divider. Are we all decided? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. All right. Three, two, one, reveal. 
All right, so we don't add any red stones this time. Holla freaking Lulia. Um, so, as a player, do you think the fellowship succeeded at the challenge? Hold white if yes, red if no. This will decide the entire quest, not just this challenge. Let me know when y'all are decided. Yep. Yep, I'm decided. All right. Three, two, one, reveal. Oh, wow. We've got uh, a lot of white stones. All white stones. All right. So that means we have two red stones going into this, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven white stones. So we'll be rolling a D9. Uh, one and two are red. The rest are white. Okay. And the ver first result is six. So that means uh, our first result is white. Uh, now we'll roll a D8. One and two are red. And the result is four, which is another white. So uh, we succeeded. Hey, uh, we do our field test. Yes. Um, all right. The quest is now over. Proceed to the epilogue. Um, after three challenges, the quest is over. We succeeded or failed, but our characters live on. Some of them anyway. Uh, I think, uh, sorry, I skipped, I skipped ahead in excitement. Uh, the first thing we need to do is narrate the, uh, outcome of the, uh, of the challenge, which I think, uh, I'm imagining we're, like, virtually all of us are standing in that field at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm imagining that there's like a fairy ring of the mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Like they're they've they've chosen to grow in this configuration. They're not being contained by uh, the vivarium or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. There's I, a lot of. Go ahead. Absolutely. Go ahead. Say, can I propose that most beloved of phenomena? <laughs> bioluminescence in the dark in the like the dusk mm -hmm. or dawn like it's not we're coming up towards dawn but it's not there yet but the fairy ring is shedding off this sort of prismatic bioluminescence mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely um we've got janky equipment like, I mean, it's oh, the equipment isn't janky, but it's hastily set up, so it looks mm -hmm. janky. Mm -hmm. um, and we've got, I think, Marius has laid out some of the synth synthetic mycelia next to the mushrooms um, as part of this field test. Uh, and that's that's how I imagine it's it all kicks off, so... Mm -hmm. What do we think this field test looks like? 
I go ahead. I have this uh, great mental image of, uh, I don't know if it's uh, where the artificial mycelium are or if it's where the uh, mushrooms are. But like, there's just this image of like the ground dropping out and not like it's falling or anything, but like turning into a cone in a weird way you can see from the top that you shouldn't be able to see it quite like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's uh, that's that's the thought I've got for the start of it anyway. What did you have, Danielle? Yeah, go on, Danielle. Um, I'm envisioning the bioluminescence from the mushrooms getting brighter and then being reflected in the artificial mycelium uh, Mm. until it almost hurts to look at. uh, Before suddenly switching off. Okay, Shrug, do you want to add something before I've got... I kind of know how this sort of snapshot ends before we go into the epilogue. Then go ahead. Do you not have anything you want to add here? Uh, Just like a detail about... Yeah, I don't have anything specific. I think there is this moment where every... It's like... A held breath. And there's this feeling of like pressure, like you're being held, and we're all feeling it. And there's a slight chunk feeling as we get all sort of like, and we all move from one part of the field to the other. And it's like, okay, it it worked. It did the thing. And Fee grabs hold of whoever is nearest to them and just says, we're not done. Brace yourself as their eyes go a little bit white looking, as they're looking at something the rest of you can't see. And there's this pop and the field is empty. Hell yeah. Yeah. So August, I feel like we should hand the epilogue over to you. I give me just a moment. I want to briefly ask a question in chat. All right. Uh, because uh, the answer to this question determines uh, 
what I say next. Unfortunately, you're the decider, Danielle. Christ. Um. <laughs> so good at this. Hmm. I think. As a liminal space. Oh. If you don't mind putting your response in chat, I have a, I have a an idea for mm -hmm. how this uh, how this works out. I'm waiting for everybody else to type first. <laughs> <laughs> We're professionals. We oh are. my god, guys! You <laughs> voted. What are you typing? <laughs> I have opinions. Yeah, I. All right, I think. I think the next thing we see is darkness. We is the audience. I think the camera slowly adjusts as if it were a human eye. We start to make out shapes, no colors. The light's too dim for us to be able to see colors just yet. And we see the outline of five figures standing just as they had been in the field before. But they're not standing in a field right now. They're standing in an expansive foyer with dusty carpet Again, it's too dark for us to be able to make out any of the colors. Uh, a chandelier above them. Staircase. Winding up to a second floor. And uh, we will see our characters' reactions uh, in our next chapter of the ultraviolet catastrophe uh, in which we will be playing house by marn s all righty um and uh i feel like we should do outros in reverse order uh so shrog I have been Shrog. Uh, my pronouns have been he, him. Uh, I have been able to be found at the internet at the Secret Frog or just Secret Frog. Um, I have had a great time, and I look forward to more shenanigans with Vivian in the future. 
Hell yeah. Jade. I'm still Jade. I'm still on the internet at Rose. For the foreseeable future, at least, I'm using they, them pronouns. And I'm looking forward <laughs> to coming back next week, Saturday, and seeing where the fuck we are. Dirk. I have been Dirk. Uh, you can find me on uh, Hope's Hearth. You can also find me at uh, SCP Archives. And um, I'm so excited. I'm so delighted. I love everything. <laughs> Danielle. I've been Danielle, and you can continue to find me on the internet at Redtail Talk 90. Uh, and I've been August. Um, I've been a bit of the ringleader here. This is something that I've been very excited to experiment with. Um, and uh, you can still find me on Twitter at HarpyDora, on Tumblr at Strange Harpy. Uh, you can find... Uh, you can find Standing Stones on Twitter at Stones underscore, stones underscore Standing. Uh, Dirk, where can people find Hearthside Enclave? Uh, you can find Hearthside Enclave on Twitter and Tumblr at HS Enclave. Uh, you can also find uh, Hope's Hearth at, um, at Hope's Hearth Pod on Twitter. And I think it's just uh, Hope's Hearth on Tumblr. Um, and uh, uh, I don't think SCP Research Archives has a Twitter or a Tumblr yet, but that's a silly project for fun and ridiculousness. But um, yeah. All right. Um, in that case, this has been Ultraviolet Catastrophe Chapter 1. We look forward to seeing you next Saturday. Same bat time, same bat channel for Chapter 2. There you go. Peace. Peace. Adios. Uh -huh.